You're listening to a powerful message from the Overcomers Church World Outreach. We believe the word of God you receive today will bring restoration and transformation to your life. We invite you to worship with us. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. God bless you as you listen to his word in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So let's have a word of prayer and then we'll get into the message. Precious Father, we love and adore you. We can't thank you enough that you took us throughout the month of May. And here we are witnessing the last Sunday in the month of May. Lord God, we bless you. We thank you for life. We thank you for preservation. We thank you for leading our going out and our coming in. And this moment, O oh Lord, we bow unto you, asking you, Holy Spirit, to help me bring forth the word this morning. Of my own, I have no power nor might, but I depend completely and entirely on you, that as we receive this word, we shall be blessed, and we shall be lifted. And it shall come to pass that as we go out this week, we will enjoy the goodness of God in the land of the living in Jesus' name. The title of my message for today is The God of New Things. The God of New Things. And I want to make this statement. A new exodus will take place through a new wilderness. Just listen to that. The past miracles were nothing compared to what God will do for us in the remaining seven months and onwardly. And I believe God that he, the God that blesses, will remember each and every one of us in Jesus' name. When I talk about the God of new things, the word new, we all know, means never been used, not accustomed to, fresh, original, and unfamiliar. I just wanted us to understand the meaning of the word new. And in God, when we talk about God of new things, God wants to do, God is a progressive God. He's always doing new things. Sometime I was listening to a young man that came to speak in one of the seminars where I went to. And this young boy really dazed me. He said, when he was teaching, he said, he was uh, so curious that he just asked God in one of the moments he was pre praying. He said, he asked God, don't you think that heaven will be boring if all that the angels are doing are holy, holy, holy? He asked as a young man that wants to know some things about the kingdom. And when he asked that question, I perceived God laughed. And one of the days, it just showed him why the angels are shouting holy, because seconds by second, new things are happening, new breakthroughs, new lives, new expectations being met. And so he now understood that heaven will not be boring. Today, I want to share with us that there are people that will enjoy new things. It's not new things that God does. It's not for everybody. But there are people that will enjoy the new things. And who are the beneficiaries 
One, those who ask mind-provoking questions like, what am I here to do? What am I here to achieve? And each time God is asked a question like this, he loves to answer that. When he created us, he gave us a blueprint. And let's go to Genesis chapter number one. I'm reading from the Message Bible. I love the way they put it. Genesis chapter number one, verse number 26 to 28. Now listen, he said, God spoke. Let us make human beings in our own image, make them reflecting our nature so they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them, male and female. God blessed them. And here is the blueprint. God blessed them. Prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge. Be responsible for the fish in the sea and the birds in the air. For every living thing that moves on the face of earth. So when God created man, he did not leave man without an instruction. When he created man, he said, man, I brought you into the earth so that you can take charge. A bishop in one of his teachings said that when God was about to create man, he first spoke to himself. He said in creating, in speaking to creating the earth, the air, the earth, he said he spoke to. He said, earth, bring forth. To the sea, he said, bring forth. But when he had created all this, he saw that something was missing. When he created, he enjoyed his creation that he said they are good. But he saw that something was still missing. And what was that? He was looking for one who would take charge of all that he created. And our bishop said that when God was to create you and I, he spoke to himself. And so he spoke to himself because he needed one that he would put in charge of all that he created. What is that saying? When you sit and say, I don't know why I am here on earth, he has already given you the blueprint, which says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and be in charge. That is why you are here on earth. So that you begin to ask yourself, in what area am I fruitful? In what area am I fulfilling what God has brought me on earth to do? Now hear this, friends. The answer from this scripture we just read points us to know that the mind of God is for us to enjoy dominion, being in charge. God created us and intentionally made us in his image to have dominion. I want to sink that in us. God 
Also, we were intentionally made to have dominion. The plan of God for us is still to be in charge. God reproduced himself in us on earth. And why are we here on earth? To take care, to take responsibility of all that he created. Are you taking responsibility? In what area are you fulfilling the purpose of God? Because the reason for creating us in his own image, he gave us the assignment to make sure that all he created is properly taken care of. And so you need to ask yourself, when you, the, when you want to ask yourself this question, what am I here to do? You understand that the scripture says in Genesis, he did not create you without giving you an instruction. He created you and told you, be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and be in charge. So the ability for us to dominate is a gift from God for both male and female. So that woman, you will not say, I'm the weaker vessel. You'll be able to understand that the ability for us to dominate is both given to man and woman from the beginning of creation. Praise the Lord, someone. And this day, I want you to understand that the word dominion is a covenant term. And the packages that follow it is fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue, and be in charge. Be fruitful is actualizing. These other things I mentioned is actualizing the covenant term, the agreement term. When you say be fruitful, God, God is saying to you and I, go out there and expand. When you talk about multiplying, you say it's what heaven has desired, increase. Replenishing is also fill the earth, subdue, put under, and be in charge of everything. God has given us all it takes for us to become what he had determined and proposed for us to become. But hear this. There was an enemy, and that enemy has always been there. There was an enemy that hated that we are created in the image of God and after his likeness. And that enemy had always followed us up to ensure that the plans of God is not fulfilled. But do you know, the devil is so myopic. He would have known that he is sitting with the creator and no man can challenge God. And so he, he caused the first Adam to fail. But God did not stop there. He brought the last Adam, the first Adam. The Bible said, we will not read, the Bible said in 1 Corinthians 15, 45 down, the first Adam was a living soul. But the last Adam is a quickening spirit. And because the last Adam is a quickening spirit, we were, he quickened us that had already fallen. By coming to him, we have become a people that are quickened. When the first Adam failed, the second came and made sure that we were restored back to continue with the plans of God for our lives. Is God not good? That's why the last Adam I'm talking about is the Lord Jesus Christ. He came to fulfill, to ensure 
that the plan of God from the beginning of creation is fulfilled. And we are partakers of the fulfillment of that plan. Our God is awesome. Our God is good. One time our bishop was teaching us, he said, when you fail to ask yourself an honest question, honest answer will elude you. Whenever you are confronted with any situation, God wants to hear you ask a question. He wants to hear you ask him, Lord, what is going on? What is wrong with me? Where have I blown it? Why is my life this way? He wants to hear you ask questions that will make your life realigned to fruitfulness, to the original plan. There was a young man in this Bible, we are not reading, but it's taking a young man called Jabez in the book of First Chronicles chapter number 4, verse number 9 and 10. Let's read it. First Chronicles chapter number 4, verses 9 and 10. And he said, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand will be upon me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause pain. So God granted him what he requested. Jabez grew up and found out that things were not right with him. The Bible said he was more honorable than his brothers. Why? He asked questions. He was able to ask an honest question. And the only person he knew that could give him the answer was the mother. I believe that that was why Jabez asked. And the mother said, and the Bible there said, the mother called him Jabez, saying, why was he saying? Because a question was asked. And when the mother told him the story of the family, he did not go blaming the mother or cursing. What he did, he turned unto the God of Israel, the God of fruitfulness, the God of increase. And when he turned unto the God of Israel, look at his prayer, the line of his prayer. He did not start, oh, you see, my forefathers did this. No. He said, oh, that thou mayest bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. And then began to outline, I know the accuser of the brethren will show up. He said, but when he shows up, look at that line of prayer. He said, when you bless me, let your hand be upon me and keep me from evil that I may not do what? Cause pain. So God granted him his request. He was not going, he was straight, he was direct. And the Bible said God granted him his request. Would you today learn when you are facing any kind of challenge to get back to your maker and ask him questions? Because, because when you ask, he will give you an answer. And today I decree and declare that in every area where the enemy had frustrated and determined to keep your life stagnated, I decree and declare today you are lifted in the name of Jesus. 
I command this moment that every power that wants to stagnate you and keep you under be completely uprooted in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you to be lifted. I command you to be lifted. Let your family be lifted. Let your business be lifted. Let your destiny receive a lifting. Let our nation receive a lifting in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. That is the God we serve. A young man sometime in their family at the age of 32 will always find out that the young men were dying at the age of 32. He asked the father a question. The father said, shut up, you young man. You're always trying to ask and be inquisitive, trying to poke your nose where you shouldn't. But the young man came to church. And while he came praying and crying out to God, God answered him. God showed him what happened. That there was a young child, a young boy at that age that was used for a slave trade. And when he was taken, he declared a curse upon the community. And said no young man of his age will live to enjoy anything. And when we cried out to God for mercy, God showed up and answered. And from that moment, the spirit of death of such young people stopped. Our God is awesome. In case you are from such a family, I stand by the authority in the name of Jesus to ask by the mercies of God, let God arise and intervene. Let God arise and intervene and show us mercy in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. The second beneficiaries of the new things of God must be people that determine to drop the past. Drop the past. The past is over. Let's look at Isaiah. Isaiah chapter number 43. So Isaiah chapter number 43, verse number 18. I'm reading from NIV version. And it said, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Hallelujah. Remember you not the former things. Forget the former things. Put your past behind because there is so much to enjoy in the future. And the enemy will always want you, will always want to take you back to your past. Yeah, there are some things you remember in your past, but don't dwell on them. Forget the former things. Could be bad, could also be good. Don't dwell in the past. Do not live in the past. The former things is full of mistakes of life, problems, past hurts, pains. Friends hurt you. Said things that they shouldn't have said concerning you. Accused you falsely. Let those things not keep you behind. When they are talking, you, talking about you at the back, they are announcing you. Can you imagine somebody taking out time to take 25 minutes to talk about me? That's an announcement. You are pushing me forward. Because I am moving forward, you are talking at my back. Talking about, at my back is announcing me because of what God is about to do in my life. Because when he does it, you will understand that all that you said at my back was a promotion to where he was taking me to. Hallelujah. 
So be careful. Don't stay on the past. Because when you stay on the past, you allow yourself to be stagnated. Have you ever seen a human being walking with the face turned back and you are moving in front? That is destruction. That is disaster. When you are walking, you focus. What are you focusing on? On where you are going to. On what you want to do. On the achievements that you determined to achieve. Praise the Lord. And so let us be careful because when you dwell in the past, you cannot go anywhere forward. When you dwell in the past, you are stopping the blessings that God has for you. You are not focusing to see how he's stretching forth his hands to bless you. Today I decree and declare that whatever that has kept you behind, whatever the enemy had done in order to frustrate and keep you stagnated, whatever that has been done, that each time you remember, you cry, you, you wet your bed at night, hear me, wipe your tears, because God is about to do some new things that will amaze those that have determined to frustrate you. Your frustrators will be frustrated because God will lift you up above your equals in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let me hear you say amen. Hallelujah. The most important thing is that God is saying see. When God says see, it's an invitation. He said, come on, come and see what I have planned for you. He says, see, I am doing a new thing. Forget the past because I am doing a new thing. And that new thing that I am doing is springing forth. I pray today that God will open our spiritual eyes to see the new things that he is already doing concerning our lives. Friends, God loves us. He so much loved us that he gave his only begotten son to die for us. What other gift do you require? That you were heading to hell and someone stood and said, no, Lord, I will take their place. Is that not new thing enough? Is that not new enough to celebrate and glorify God? When you focus on Christ, forget what they are saying. Make sure that you are living your life according to the word of God. Make sure you are in obedience to what God has instructed. Your blackmailers will soon become your announcers of what God is doing in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So when God says see, it's because he's doing something new. God loves doing new things. God cannot be stagnated. He loves doing new things. And so since you know that God loves doing new things, get yourself ready, get yourself connected to the new things that he has determined for us. Jesus said in, in um, Luke 9, 62, he said, when you lay your hand on the plow, don't look back. Because if you look back, you are not fit for his kingdom. What is he saying? Total dedication. Not a half-hearted commitment. Total, complete. Completely sold out for him. Take up your cross and follow him. When you take up your cross and follow him, remember that there's a crown waiting for you and I. In the name of Jesus Christ. When judgment goes on, there is mercy for you and I. In the name of Jesus, because he said his mercy triumphs over judgment. There is mercy for you and I. So at every cost, make sure that you are connected to Christ in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
what an awesome God we serve. Therefore, today, our God, whom we serve and whom we celebrate, will not allow us to be put to shame in the name of Jesus Christ. And if you have not given your life to Jesus, this is the right moment to do it, to surrender your life to him so that the new things that is meant for us will be a partaker in the name of Jesus Christ. So this very moment, I want you to open up your heart unto him who had paid the ultimate price. Open up your heart unto him and surrender your life to him. And you will find out that every good and perfect gift that he has for us, you shall be a partaker in Jesus' name. So say these words after me. Say, my heavenly father, I want to thank you. I am blessed by this word that I have received. And I am encouraged that you love me so much and you pay the ultimate price for me. And so today, Lord Jesus, I open up my heart unto you. And I say, Lord, please come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Help me. I know I'm a sinner. But today I confess. I confess my sins and I ask, Lord Jesus, forgive me. Let your precious blood purify me in the name of Jesus Christ. Today I'm so glad that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' matchless name, I have prayed. Now let's have a word of prayer, and I'm going to declare this word of prayer on us because this is the God of new things determined to do new things in our lives. And I want to thank God that as stepping from tomorrow into a new month, new breakthroughs, new liftings, new joys. I'm prophesying that upon us in the name of Jesus Christ. I therefore decree and declare that the God of new name, of that the God that gives new name, give unto you, your family, the new name that will celebrate you and celebrate your family in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree and declare that the Lord our God will release upon us the oil of gladness. The oil of gladness will lift us up. The oil of gladness will prosper us. The oil of gladness will bring an overflowing blessings upon our lives, upon our families, upon our sons and our daughters, and upon our nation in the name of Jesus Christ. I decree and declare that the Lord our God will baptize us with the oil of multiplication, increase, and all-round blessing in the name of Jesus. I decree that this oil also will open unto us gates. Father God, that oil I decree and declare that our gates will remain open. It shall not be short day or night. The God of connection will connect us. We connect us to greater breakthroughs, to greater increase, to greater fruitfulness in the name of Jesus Christ. We give God glory and honor because we are lifted. New jobs are released. New contracts are released unto us in the name of Jesus Christ. Healings, breakthroughs everywhere in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Our God that never fails will cause our expectations in this new month to begin to come to pass speedily. In Jesus' matchless name we have prayed. Amen. We are overcomers because we overcome principalities and powers. Rulers of darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. We overcome 
this evil virus will overcome sicknesses and diseases. We overcome them by the power in the blood of Jesus Christ and the word of our testimony that Jesus Christ is Lord. We pray you have been blessed by the word of God you received today. For prayers or counseling, our doors are always open. We invite you to worship with us at the Overcomers Church World Outreach. For more information on our service times and locations, please visit our website, www.overcomersgrace.org. We look forward to seeing you at our next service. God bless you in Jesus' name.